Whoa. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the uh, Two Carrots podcast. My name is, you know, Bailey, host of Two Carrots. Here's here's something funky and wacky going on. Uh, <laughs> I currently, uh, I just got out of work, so I'm tired. <laughs> But I, here's an idea that I've had I have for the podcast is that I've always wanted to record when I was like incredibly tired or just extremely tired, and uh, that's that's right now. I'm uh, I'm very fuck very fucking tired. I've I've been awake, oh God, since like it's currently six thirty in the morning. Let me just put that out there. I've been at work since midnight, and I've been awake since. God, I want to say like 6.30 yesterday. So, like, long time. I've, I don't know the exact amount, but I've been awake for a long time. And so I'm really tired. So I've always wanted to film one of these when I'm just super tired because I don't, I like I ramble when I'm tired. But that being said, I also have no idea what I'm going to talk about because I got some input that I should talk about more movie stuff. And here's what I do want to talk about. Ooh, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Bo Burnham. I've also been having stomach problems, so if I have to throw up in the middle of this recording, not cutting it out, keeping it in. I so no! Ow! Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> that sounded really bad. That sounded really bad. It was an ad for a show called Kim's Convenience on Netflix. That sounded so bad. That sounded so bad. Holy shit, wait. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, that sounded so bad. That sounded so bad. That sounded so bad. Okay, hold on. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. That's... Can I turn the volume down on this? I swear to God, that wasn't me. That wasn't like some weird shit that I was watching. I swear to God, that was an ad for a show called Kim's Convenience. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right. Anyway, I want to talk about... Uh, <laughs> I can't get over that. That's great. It's wonderful. I want to talk about um, Bo Burnham. He's a comedian. He recently put out a, a special on Netflix called Inside, and he filmed it over the whole of quarantine. Let me just uh, look it up so we can talk about it. Let me go to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bo Burnham's Inside is an American comedy drama special by Bo Burnham filmed, filmed in his home during the COVID-19 pandemic. He wrote, shot, and edited it without a crew, and then it was released to Netflix. It's essentially... So let me just give you like a thing about Bo Burnham is that he is a comedian um, who essentially he was a comedian who then um, I'm sorry I'm reading the Wikipedia page and I'm getting distracted Bo Burnham is a comedian who uses he makes jokes about 
real stuff. Like he doesn't make jokes about. It. He's not like, oh, what's the deal with airline food? No, fuck that. No one cares about airline food. He makes jokes about like real stuff. Like uh, let me. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of one of his jokes. Fuck. Um. Er, he's got a joke that's like. Um, he also does comedy music as well. That's a lot of his comedy is comedy music. But his jokes are like, um, all of his jokes that I can think of are his comedy songs. So I'll just, I'm not going to play one of his comedy songs because I think you should go listen to him and he's a great guy. But essentially, he's a stand-up comedian who talks about like mental health and depression and anxiety. Uh, and he makes jokes about that. I make jokes about that kind of stuff too. But I am nowhere near Bo Burnham level of com- comedy. Where did this come from? There's a crush watermelon soda on my desk. Is it carbonated? It is. Where did this come from? I guess I'm going to drink it. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I guess I'm going to be drinking this throughout this episode because it's, it's fucking here on my desk. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. Essentially, he... he Five years ago, he made this comedy special called Make Happy. And during the tour, he would have panic attacks on stage. And he would be, like, freaking out. And so he quit comedy. He quit comedy entirely. Because it wasn't... It was making him... Not sad, but anxious. Like, he he felt this need to be funny. And he felt this need to make people laugh. He felt that people relied on him. So he quit comedy. He made a movie called Eighth Grade. It was a very good movie. It, it was essentially about a girl with anxiety leaving the eighth grade. That's it. That's pretty much it. It's about a girl with anxiety who leaves the eighth grade. It's a very good movie. You should go watch it. <laughs> he, um,. It's a really good movie. But essentially, yeah, uh, he eventually tweeted that he was going to do one more special. It was called Inside. And I haven't watched it yet, but I really want to. But people are saying that it's like super existential and it makes them question their entire lives. And I'm like, I don't want to fuck with that right now. Like right now, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't want to fuck with that. Like I'm... I'm feeling pretty okay, I guess. You know, like, I'm not doing too hot, but I'm not doing too great. I'm, like, right in the middle. My stomach is hurting. Again, if I throw up, I'm not cutting it out. Anyway. Oh, motherfucker. I have this thing on my desk. I'm actually not recording in my grandma's basement today. How fucking sick is that? I'm not recording in my grandma's basement. I'm recording in my actual room at my desk. With my setup, I have like my whole setup. I got my switch. I got my, my, my monitor. I got my laptop. I got my audio recording equipment. I got it all. I'm not even in my grandma's basement. How fucking fresh is that? Fresh as fuck. That's what it is. But anyway. Yeah. So, um, that was my old spiel about Bo, Bo Burnham inside. I want to talk about it. But I haven't watched it yet, and I don't feel like watching it and then coming back and recording this because I'm too tired. 
So I don't really feel like watching it right now. I don't want to be existential when I'm tired. You know what I mean? My chair. So creaky. So squeaky and queaky. Queak. 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 My chair is really like squeaky and queaky. Creaky. Fuck. Ah. <laughs> I'm so tired, but that's I think I think I recorded one of these when I was tired actually, and I ended up just stopped recording and went home. Or not went home, but like cut the recording and just just cut the recording and didn't continue it. I don't want to do that. I want to record a whole thing while I'm tired because what's we got to? I gotta log in. Fuck is this? What I gotta log in. I don't remember my password and username. That's not my password or my username. Uh, I'm also typing with one hand because I'm trying to hold a microphone on the other one because I still don't use a mic stand, even though I should. It's the wrong username. I should really use a mic stand, but I don't. That's the wrong <laughs> password. I don't use a mic stand because um, I... I like to move. Bro. Is it? My, it's my, uh, what? Huh? What? Who? What? What? Who? Invalid username or password? What the fuck? Huh? What? I... Didn't I do this? I don't... It's on my phone. I don't feel like getting on my phone right now. We don't need you. Fine. Fuck you, Anchor. We don't need you, Anchor. I'm not, I'm not fucking getting my phone right now. I'm recording a podcast. I'm not going to get my phone... It's, it's insane. I want to talk about a movie. Because I do like movies. And I think I should talk about a movie. Don't remember the last movie I watched. I've been a, <laughs> I haven't been a busy boy. I just haven't watched a lot of movies. I've watched a lot of YouTube. And I've watched a lot of... Uh, oh, New Girl! <laughs> I just keep... No, no. I went on Netflix again, and that, that ad for Kim's Convenience almost played again. I don't want you guys to think that I'm watching anything weird. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of New Girl, because it's probably my favorite show of all time. I say... Here's the thing, guys. I say that a lot of things are my favorite thing of all time. Like, uh, I say... Uh, my favorite movie of all time is blah, 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 blah. My favorite show of all time is blah, 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 blah. But, but it constantly changes every time I say it. So I feel like right now, I should definitively rank. Let's do it. Let's, fuck it. Let's, let's do that. We're going to rank my top five favorite movies. Top five favorite movies. If I can spell. Top five favorite movies. Maker. Ma- t- top. Mm, top 10 free best movie maker. No, I just want to. Oh. 
Here we go. How to make your own personal movie list. The seven best diets. IMDb, your watch list. Nah, I'm okay. Just watch. Nah, I'm okay. What about? Nah, I'm okay. Nah, I'm Oh, God, dude. Just, all right, we'll just do it in the notes app. Fuck it. We'll just do it in the notes app. Okay. Here's my... I can't... I'm going to have to type with one hand, bro. I don't know if I'm going to type with one hand. Ah, right, fuck it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Favorite movies. Okay. We're going to do one, two, three. Fuck. Oh, fuck. We're going to do my top five. And here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to just make a... Actually, get my, let me get my mic stand. Because I am going to need two hands for this. Sorry, guys. I know this is... Ow, fuck, I just hit my mic with the nose. I know this is probably hurting your ears, but... Um, just turn the volume down. What do you want me to do about it? I'm just a guy with a microphone in his room talking to himself. I'm just a boy with a camera. That's not true. I don't have a camera. Just a boy with a microphone in his room. <laughs> oh, God, that went down the wrong pipe. All right, here we go. I have two hands now to type. Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to list a ton of movies that I love. Number one, Breakfast Club. If I can spell Breakfast Club. Uh, Scooby-Doo 2. And then we'll talk about them as we go through. I'm not the biggest fan of Scooby-Doo 1. Scooby-Doo 2 is great. Don't know how I feel about Scooby-Doo 1. Although it does have a pretty good joke. Of like me and my friend talk about this joke all the time. It's like um, the pirate guy answers that. I'm going to play the clip. I'm not going to. I'm going to butcher the joke if I try it. Uh, I'm going to like ruin the joke if I try it. So I'm just going to play the clip. Let him... Let the clip speak for itself. Here's the here's the context, because I know you guys can't see. So the context here is don't play yet. Don't don't play yet. So the context here, right, is that Scooby's at a party. That's all you need to know. Scooby's at a party with a ton of high school kids. That's all you need to know. Ready? Here you go. That right there is the best, the funniest joke in all of the first Scooby-Doo. It's <laughs> so. If you didn't understand from listening to it, basically Scooby's at his, he's at this club. The phone rings, and <laughs> the bartender's like, he answers and he's like, "Hello," and then he come, he calls out, he's like, "I got a call for a Mister Doe. Is there a Mister Doe here?" And <laughs> this guy stands up and goes. Melvin do? <laughs> and the guy's like, no, Scooby. 
that's that's funny. Don't lie to me. That's a, that's a funny joke. And it's the funniest joke in all of the first Scooby-Doo. And then there's a great callback. I'm not going to play this clip, but I'll just tell. At the end of the movie, Scrappy-Doo, is he's big and he's the monster, spoiler alert, for a movie that came out in 2002. But um, Scrappy-Doo's like a big monster and he's like, Get me do, and Scooby, or he's like, I need do, cause he's like trying to kill Scooby Doo or whatever. But he just says do, and so Scooby is like, Don't you mean Melvin do? And Melvin do's like next to him, and he's Scooby's like pointing to him. It's great. It's a good callback. Great callback. Those movies were written by James Gunn. Now we're gonna talk about the Scooby Doo movies. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Scooby-Doo movies right now because I'm tired and I can. Shut up. Um, uh, these, these movies were written. <laughs> it was These movies these movies are written by James Gunn. I don't... You guys don't know who James Gunn is, right? Or maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> James Gunn is the guy who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy. And he's writing, he wrote the new Suicide Squad for, um, fucking for DC, right? This guy has written two of what most people believe to be the greatest MCU movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? He's written both of those and they were amazing, right? People loved them. People think that they're the greatest MCU movies of all time. And then he wrote Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2. <laughs> he was also an executive producer on Endgame. And he's writing Suicide Squad. He wrote Brightburn? Oh, no, he was a producer on Brightburn. Okay. That makes sense. He was a producer on Brightburn. Brightburn was the movie where... Sco uh, like, what if Superman was evil? And it was a horror movie. He's also writing Coyote versus Acme. I don't care about that. I just care that this guy wrote. <laughs> this guy. Oh, I, just... <laughs> I just care that this guy wrote two of what people think are the greatest MCU movies of all time. And Scooby-Doo. I think it's great. I think it's so funny. But anyway. Oh yeah, Scoo like uh Shaggy, the guy who's like, It wasn't me. Come me sleeping on the counter wasn't me. That Shaggy, right? Not like the Scooby Doo Shaggy, but like the rapper Shaggy, reggae artist Shaggy. He made it made a like a remix of the Scooby Doo Where Are You theme song. I gotta play this. I got I, I gotta play this. Actually, uh, can I put it up on Spotify? Is it on Spotify? Okay, here we go. Can I get it? Can I get the album for this? Yes, the soundtrack for the album. That's all I want. Okay, this is the soundtrack for the second one. No. Oh. This song, though, You Get What You Give by the New Radicals, great song. That's a good song. That was in Scooby-Doo, too, as well. But, uh, no, what the fuck? I want the Scooby-Doo, the first one. 
Come on. There's the fir the second soundtrack is right there. Just give me the first soundtrack. I don't think it's going to come. I think I might have to search Scooter Shaggy. Fuck. Damn it. I didn't know you could search Scooter Shaggy. I'm going to just have to look it up on YouTube. Yeah, I just don't. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, I just got to look it up on YouTube. Okay. I'll just look it up on YouTube. Um Come on, come on, come on. Scooby-Doo Movie Shaggy Remix. You know what I want. Remix. Get the remix in there. No, what the fuck is this? This is not at all what I want. This isn't... Come on, man. This isn't at all what I want. Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, where are you, Scooby-Doo Shaggy remix? Here we go. Right? No. It's just not here. Fuck. Come on, dude. Shaggy. Scooby-Doo. Where are... What if I just search this? This isn't going to come up. No. Oh! No, that's not it. No. It's not going to come up. What if I search 2002 song? If I can spell song, let's go. Oh, <laughs> well, this this song is also dumb. Oh, also fucking mudslide was in it. Wh what's their name? Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray was in this movie. Sugar Ray was in Scooby Doo Two, or Scooby Doo One, not Scooby Doo Two. Sugar Ray, bro. I almost said a joke that wasn't my joke so it would have me it would have been me stealing a joke and i'm not gonna do that actually you know what i will steal it i will steal the joke because i'm acknowledging that it's not my joke sugar ray more like sugar gay okay <laughs> that's a reference to there's this video <laughs> there's this like video of this kid meeting the guy from Sugar Ray, I don't know, what's his name? Mark Mark McGrath, right? <coughs> He's the weed <coughs> excuse me. He's the lead singer of Sugar Ray, right? Mark McGrath. This kid meets Mark McGrath and he goes in for the autograph. And Mark McGrath like he's walking away and the kid just goes, More like sugar gay and Mark McGrath just turns around and goes, Who said that? <laughs> He gets so pissed off, and these these like so many YouTubers have made videos about it, but it's just so funny, just to see him be like, "Who said that? I'm not sugar gay. I'll beat your fuck." Oh, and then he goes on to be like, "I'll beat your fuck. I'll beat the fuck out of you." And then, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. And this kid is like, this kid's like, fourteen, okay, and. He t and Mark McGrath is just going in on him like, sugar gay? 
I'm not sugar gay, bro. And it's so funny. It's just so funny. Just because this kid just goes, sugar gay? And then and then he continue, he goes, I'm going to fuck up your fuck. It, it was so funny. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Yeah, and then I think a direct quote was like, I'm so sugar gay. He says, like, I'm going to tweeze your nipples, bro. It's like, what? What are you doing, man? What? That's like... What are you doing, man? Why, come on, you can't just say that after this kid calls you Sugar Gay. But he, but whatever. Sugar Ray is in this movie. <laughs> and they like, oh my god, it's so funny. Maybe I do want to put Scooby-Doo 1 on the fucking what's the best movies. Oh, but Land of a Million Drums is the... It's not the song that I'm thinking of. But this is this this was a song in the Scooby Doo soundtrack. It's by Outcast, by the way. Alright. You get the point. Outcast is the people who made Hey Ya. This one's like hey This is them. This is them. They made this song. And it goes hard. Ready? Let me play the lyrics. It goes hard. I might throw that on my Spotify playlist. Just because. Land of... Uh, is it not on Spotify? Fuck. It's not on Spotify. This is a tribute to Outcast, but this isn't Outcast. Ooh. It actually sounds pretty good. I'm playing so much music I'm gonna get copyrighted. I just wanna get to the get to the words. Get to the words, come on. I don't want to get copyrighted. Get to the words. Yeah, good enough. I put it. I liked it because it's not good enough. For some, why isn't that on Spotify, dude? Ah, oh, God, that's annoying. It's such a good song too. But anyway, yeah, maybe I might. Maybe I will put Scooby Doo on the fucking. <laughs> list of best movies. No, but Scooby Doo too, man. Nah, I gotta put Scooby Doo one on there too. We're j- we're just coming up with a, f- a list, and then we'll rank them after. Another movie that I think deserves to go on the list of best movies I've seen or best movies ever made. Mm, I don't know. I do. I don't remember. Oh. I, I like I don't remember a lot of the movies that I've seen, which is sad. And I want to look at the movies that I own on DVD, but then I'll, I'll get far away from the mic, and you won't be able to hear me. Give me a minute, hold on. Actually, I'm in I'm at an angle where I can't see them. So let's just go on Netflix. Don't, don't, don't. So good, see you. Fuck. All right, this is my list. 
I'm going to scroll through my list to see if there's any movies that I've seen yet. We'll do TV shows after we do movies. <coughs> I heard The Social Network is good. Haven't seen it. I heard Nightcrawler is good. Haven't seen that either. And I feel bad. I really want to see it. Mm, the Patriot's good. I don't know if it's like top five. Oh, Marriage Story has got to go on this list. Marriage Story is, to this day, I want to say one of very few movies make me cry. Marriage Story was one of them. Marriage Story was one of very few movies to make me cry. Oh, wow. It was so good. It's about these these two people who are getting a divorce who still love each other, but they're getting a divorce. It's, ugh. I know I said they're getting a divorce twice because I'm tired. Shut up. But, oh, my God. Like, it's so good. And it was nominated for Best Picture, but it didn't win. Uh, Shut up. What I love about Charlie. Why is this so loud? That's so annoying. Oh, my God. I feel like I could spend an hour talking about Marriage Story because it was so good, but we can't. Extraction was really good. I don't know if that's top five. You should watch Extraction, guys. Actually, you should watch Marriage Story, bro. That was fucking... That was, Marriage Story was a trip, dude. Um, If Anything Happens, I Love You. Heard it was really good. It's a short film. I haven't seen it. It's only like nine minutes. I'm not going to watch it right now. A Ghost Story. I heard that was good. Malcolm and Marie. Really want to see that. I heard that was good, too. I think Zendaya like, produced it. So, uh, Oh, Devil All the Time. Devil All the Time was a very good movie. I don't know if it was top five. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know if it was top five, man. I don't know. Okay, let's check Disney Plus, see what movies they have. I don't really go on Disney Plus for movies. I go on Disney. Oh, mm, do I want to say that Star Wars is like in my top five? Don't get me wrong. Oh, The Princess Bride. Princess Bride, for sure. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars, but I don't know if it's in like my top five movies of all time. Same with like MCU movies. Like I think I th- I think the MCU movies are so great. Like I love the Spider Man, I love Avengers Endgame, and I love Guardians Two, and I love Civil War, and I love Winter Soldier. Oh, excuse me, but like, I don't know if any of them are like my favorite movie of all time. Like that's that's a stretch. You know what I mean? Um, God, what else should I put on my list? Oh, I I did. Oh, The Dark Knight. Mm. I like the Dark Knight movies. I don't know if it's like it's a really good. It's the best comic book movie of all time. Can't deny it. Not allowed to. Can't deny it. Not allowed to deny it. Sorry. Oh, National Treasure. I've seen that movie maybe like fucking ten times. I feel like it has to go on the list. National Treasure. I've seen it so many times. Because I love it so much. I'm trying to think of what else should I put on the list. Oh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I guess. Ferris. I don't know if there's Ferris Bueller. 
Um, <clears throat> not Joker. I don't know why I thought of Joker, but it does not. It's not going on the list. All right. What? Let me let me look at my movies. I'll be right back. Oh, you're just joking with me. I just heard Carla. Kung Fu Panda. That deserves to be on there. <laughs> Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Ow! Fuck. I hit my desk. Um, Kung Fu Panda. No. Um. Django Unchained. But. I have a lot of problems with that movie. This is my like top five. I think, I think my number one is Breakfast Club. Like I think I can put that right at number one. Uh, Breakfast Club influences on like all of my decisions. It is such a big part of me as a person. I think Breakfast Club is easily my favorite movie of all time. The Cat in the Hat. How the fuck did I forget about the Cat in the Hat? That might be like number four. Yeah, <laughs> no, but the, the Breakfast Club is easily my favorite movie of all time. I can go back to that all the time. Um, Breakfast Club is really good. It's it, it's it's the perfect like high school movie. Like it perfectly encapula- encapsulates. high school or like life as a teenager and the fact that it takes place in it's essentially a bottle episode of a movie a bottle episode if you don't know is when a show takes place in a in a large place like uh, i'll give an example i don't know if iCarly did any bottle episodes i don't know why that's the first place i thought of we'll just say iCarly right i don't think they did a bottle episode but you know iCarly has like the the studio where they shoot iCarly, Tebow's smoothie place, their school, and Spencer's living room as the like main sets and the main locations. Right, a bottle episode is if they spent the entire episode just at Tebow's or just in the studio where they record or just the living room, not like the living room and the studio they record because that's it's one place. It's Carly's and Spencer's apartment, but it's technically two sets. So I mean, like, just the studio where they record the show, right? The entire episode is spent there. Like, no other location is used. Just that one. That's called a bottle episode, and it's essentially what happens when the writers are like, shit, like, we need two more episodes for this for the, the season, and the budget is pretty low. Ah, let's just do a bottle episode. So we don't have to really write anything complicated and it won't cost a lot because we're only using one set. So, you know, that's a bottle episode. And The Breakfast Club is a bottle episode in itself. It's not because they go to different locations in the school and they go to different parts of the library and it's more than one set. But technically, they filmed in this school. The school was the one set. I think of it as a bottle episode. It's not technically a bottle episode. I think of it as one, though. But just the fact that, like, you you can create this. I love stories that take place in one location. Um, like, The Hateful Eight, um, The Breakfast Club, Clue, 
Die Hard. Like these these movies take place in one. Po- I looked up a whole list of movies. I'm not pulling these out of my ass. Don't worry. I looked up a whole list because I can't think of any. I can only think of Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, Clue, Die Hard. <clears throat> um. Uh, I've never heard of any of these movies. <laughs> All right, cool. Those don't. Uh, none of those help me at all. But y- you know what I mean. Like I, I love movies where. Sure, accept. I love movies where like the whole place takes place in one. Place, I- if that makes sense. Like. Uh, God, give me one more. The Breakfast Club, Clue, Die Hard, all movies that I've already said before, so I'm hoping that this list gives me one I haven't said before, that I at least know, dude, come on, come on, oh, here we go, Buried, it is a movie with Ryan Reynolds that takes place entirely in a coffin, that's it, that's it. He, we literally don't go anywhere else except for inside of this coffin that he's buried in. Or Devil, which is a movie by M. Night Shyamalan that takes place entirely in an elevator. And it's stuck. It's a stuck elevator. It's entirely in the elevator. It's great. I love movies like that. Give me, give me a movie that takes place entirely in one location. I'll probably like it. <laughs> Unless it's a shitty movie, but, you know. That Buried Alive movie wasn't the, it wasn't the best. It was good, but it wasn't the best. But yeah, I don't know. Just the fact that this whole like I've always wanted to make a movie that's set in one location. I think first of all, budget wise, great. Budget wise, you don't have to like plan a lot. Like you need one location. Budget wise, that's pretty fucking cool. But you also technically you're limited to like a day. In the movie world, you're limited to the whole movie has to take place in a day. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, whole movie takes place in a day. I love that. This whole movie takes place in a day, too. I love that. John Hughes does that a lot, which I like. But, you know, I like if you do an entire movie in one location, it has to take place in a day. Because why are these characters in this one location for, like, three days straight? Unless it's, like, their apartment. But that's a... I don't know. That that's a boring plot. Like you can make a good movie set in an apartment, just an apartment, but like so many more interesting places. Yeah. Anyway, keep going on about the Breakfast Club because I love it. We're not gonna stop talking about it yet. It it also like you know it brings these different characters. Like the acting. Oh my god. Also takes place March twenty fourth, which is the day before my birthday. That's dope. That's sick. <laughs> That's dope. You know, but it takes these... The acting is incredible. The acting is so great. It's like, you know... Um, these kids really... And they are... I think they were kids at the time. I think... Um, Judd Nelson was born in 59 and this came out in 85 oh shit wait uh so judd nelson was 26 
I want to say he's the oldest. I think Molly Ringwald. Oh, no. Oh, no. Molly Ringwald was born in 68. So we have 26. Yeah, she was 17. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think Anthony Michael Hall was also a kid. He was born in 68, so he's also seven. He was also 17. Emilio Estevez was born in 62. So he was like 22. <laughs> he was 23. And Ali Sheedy was born in 62, so she was also 23. Yeah, so these were, these were kids. These, these people were... I'm just now realizing how weird it is that Judd Nelson, a 26-year-old, kissed a 17-year-old. But Judd Nelson is 61. Damn. Crazy. I'm also now realizing that I don't know Judd Nelson in anything but The Breakfast Club. Which was his third movie. Imagine someone's third movie. He also was in Transformers. Dope. But imagine someone's third movie being The Breakfast Club. Like, dude. Killing it. Seriously, killing it. I, again, am looking at his, like, film filmography. I'm not recognizing any of these. I recognize Transformers and I recognize Breakfast Club. And that's it. And then television. Nothing. Nothing. He was in Phineas and Ferb. He was in Psych. He was in Two and a Half Men. What? He's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. I keep getting <laughs> distracted. Yeah, I keep getting distracted. I'm sorry. It's because I'm reading a Wikipedia articles. But, like, yeah. Th these were kids, really. Like, Breakfast Club was Judd Nelson's third movie. It was Molly Ringwald's fourth movie. It was... So let me use their character names. It was Bender's fourth movie. It was Claire's... It was Bender's third movie. Claire's fourth movie. Um, Brian's fourth movie. Uh, Allison's fourth movie. And Andrew's... Oh, Andrew's like sixth or seventh movie. But even still, like, that's insane. These these were kids. And the, oh, my God. Like, the, the they bounced off each other so well. It, I loved it. I love the movie. I love every minute of it. And I love the poster. The poster is insane. Like, the poster is so great. It, uh, it was shot by Annie Leibovitz, who's a photographer. She's... A really good photographer. She shot the poster. Beautiful poster. Oh fuck! I just hit the, <laughs> just hit the mic. It's a beautiful poster. You know what I mean? But, um, I'm just reading like the, <laughs> the like Wikipedia page for it. It was filmed in two months. It was started filming March 28th and ended filming in May, and they used the same school that they shot this in for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then, oh my God, like it was so great. And they shot the film in sequence, which I don't know if you've ever filmed a movie before. Neither have I. But I've, I've 
started to film movies and I've done research on filming movies, you don't film in sequence. It's very hard to film in sequence because that's just how movies work. It's very hard to film in sequence. You usually don't film in sequence because of time and budget restraints and, and, you know, other outside forces. You don't film in sequence. You film easiest stuff first and the hardest stuff and then, you know, the stuff that's going to cost money. And some things you might not even have until back half of production. But they filmed in sequence for this movie, which was insane. It's incredible. And he shot... Here's here's what I'm just finding out now. He shot Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Breakfast Club at the same time to save money and time. And some outtakes of both films feature elements from the film's crews working on the other films. I didn't know that. He shot these at the same time. John Hughes. Oh, my God. What a man. What a man. And then apparently there's a director's cut, but Hughes is... Oh, he's dead. Hughes is... Hughes' widow did not disclose any details concerning its whereabouts. <laughs> it's so amazing. And the theme of, like, you know, um, the theme of, like, teenagers and pressure and high school, and it's so, oh, like, dude. It's so great. I, w- I just love this movie. This movie has to be my number one. When did John Hughes die? Oh, he died in 2009. He was only 59? That's young. Dude, he's he's so cool. Please tell me he doesn't have, like, a scandal that happened. Please. Please. Please don't have, like, a scandal that happened. Oh, he had a heart attack. That's so sad. Oh, and his first wife died. Oh, no. His first wife died recently in 2019. Oh, my God. Jeez. He he rarely gave interviews. Which, we know very little about this man. He's such a dope. Okay. So he he did not have any scandals, which is good. Which is good. Very good. Because he's he's my favorite director of all time. He's so God, dude, the movies that he made. Oh. Insane. Incredible. Such an incredible Oh my god. Like wh- who is Maisie Peters? She made a song called John Hughes movie in 2021. It's 2021 right now. <laughs> so the movies that he directed were 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, Uncle Buck and Curly Sue. Of those, he's written so many more. He was written Mr. Mom, which is just um, Michael Keaton, but Miss Doubtfire. National Lampoon's Classical Union, National Lampoon's Vacation, starring Chevy Chase. <laughs> 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, European Vacation, Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, Great Outdoors, Christmas Vacation. He wrote fucking Home Alone. 
the greatest Christmas movie of all time. He wrote that, and he directed it, or uh, produced it as well. Not directed it, my bad. He also wrote Home Alone 2. He also wrote Dennis the Menace, Miracle on 34th Street, 101 Dalmatians, the live-action one that came out in 1996. There's a special thanks to him. He wrote Home Alone 3. He wrote Flubber. He wrote... Um, where is it? Where's my phone? Uh, like, what a guy. Such a guy, dude. He's so... Oh, my God. Like, he's such a great... He, he's, he's incredible. I love him. He's so cool. And he's had so many, like, in memorials. Community. Um... One Tree Hill. Uh, he was dedicated. De- Paranorman was dedicated to him. Um, I'm just skipping over some. The Goldbergs was dedicated to him. Uh, Ready Player One and Ready Player Two has cultural references. And Anthony Michael Hall was in three of his movies. Uh, who's been in the most? One, two, one, two, one, two. I think Anthony Michael Hall. Nope. Edie McClurg. Who is that? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, she's the secretary in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She was in four of his movies. Good for her. Good for her. But he's he's so insane. Like, he's such a great man. And, you know... It's a shame that he's dead. It is. It, it sucks. But he's created some of the greatest movies of all time. My favorite, The Breakfast Club. I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a, also a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a wonderful movie. Don't think it's in my top five. But I think it's a wonderful movie. I think it's so... I have it on Steelbook. I don't buy movies on Steelbook because Steelbooks are kind of expensive for no reason. Right? Steelbooks are kind of expensive for no reason. So I don't really get Steelbooks that often. But, so if I get a movie on Steelbook, it's either because A, it was a great price, or B, because it's a great movie. You know what? Let's go over the movies that I have on Steelbook. Let me go get my Steelbook movies. Hold on. I'll be right back. Actually, um, instead of just getting them and taking them out, I'm just going to list them because I don't feel like taking them out. And I also don't have my headphones on right now, so I have no idea how I sound. Excuse me. So I have the Batman 89 on Steelbook, The Breakfast Club, Django Unchained, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, Power Rangers, the 2018 one. Uh, and the Wizard of Oz, and I'm pretty sure that's it. Those are, those are all my steel books. Actually, I don't know. I don't know that many. I thought I had way more than that. Yeah, I thought I had way more than that. Whoops. just now realizing that I guess I could have pulled them out. I only have a few. But, you know, 
The Breakfast Club is one of them. It's a great movie. Yeah, cool. That's my number one. <laughs> all that. All that, just for number one. Let's talk about my number two. My number two. My number two. My number two. I'm going to take this off the... Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Okay. I took it off the mic stand just because... I want to hold it. I want to feel it in my hand. Let's talk about number two. God, what is my second favorite movie of all time? I think it's Scooby-Doo 2. I do go to that a lot. It's just... It's a fucking hilarious movie. Scooby-Doo 2, man. Is so funny. Like, I... I really think it's my number two. It's so funny. It's it's really funny. E- okay. Either Scooby-Doo 2 is my number two. Or... Um, yeah. So my number two is either Scooby-Doo 2 or Marriage Story. And here's why I think it's Scooby-Doo 2. I've seen Marriage Story. I love Marriage Story. Don't get me wrong. It's an amazing movie. And I love it so much. I've only seen it twice. Because I cry when I watch it. And I don't want to cry all the time. So I've only seen it twice. I love it. But I've only seen it twice. I've seen Scooby-Doo 2 30 times in the past two years. Like, I, I have seen this movie so many times. And I used to be able to quote the Cat in the Hat, like, every line, say it word for word. I think I still can. So I think the Cat in the Hat is my number four. And then Marriage Story is definitely number three. Just because I love Marriage Story. (laughs) Like I said, uh, but I cry every time I say it. Yeah, I think Cat in the Hat is number four. Just because I can quote the entire movie. This is my definitive list. When people ask me what's my favorite movie, I'm going to say The Breakfast Club. And then if they ask me for my top five, I'm going to say The Breakfast Club, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, Marriage Story, The Cat in the Hat, and (sighs) Fantastic Mr. Fox is amazing. I don't think it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm just going to cross that off now. And I don't think it's Scooby-Doo 1. So it's either The Dark Knight, Princess Bride, or Fantastic Mr. Fox. (sighs) Man, I don't know. Because the... Okay, The Princess Bride is an amazing movie. It's very sweet. But I don't think it's The Princess Bride. Oh, Casablanca should be on this list. Because I think that Casablanca is the most romantic movie of all time. Mm, But I don't think it's... mm, Yeah, nah, Casablanca shouldn't be on this list. It's a good movie, but it's I don't think it's my top five. The Dark Knight or Fantastic Mr. Fox? Hear me out. Dark Knight, Masterpiece. Greatest comic book movie of all time. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's so good. But it has its issues. But so does Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think I gotta go Fantastic Mr. Fox. Only because... The Dark Knight... I feel like I can get bored of after a while. I don't think I can get bored of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like, it's really good. So that's, yeah. If I had to do like six, seven, I think six would be Dark Knight, 
seven would be Casablanca. Uh, eight would be. I don't know. I'm just not remembering why I put the mic on a mic stand, and so I could type. So I'm gonna put the mic back on a mic stand. Because I have to type. Sorry about the noise. I'm sorry. All right. Now we're doing my favorite TV shows. Favorite TV shows. This one's going to be way easier than favorite movies because I I listen. I, I watch. I watch TV all the time. I watch TV more than. I, I watch TV more than I watch um <laughs> that's my air freshener thing I watch TV more than I watch movies so I think I also just think that TV shows are better than movies and I stand by that so favorite TV shows let's just create a list here again we're gonna do top five okay Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. New Girl, Avatar, S Spectacular, Spider-Man, what other, what's some other TV shows that I watch? Then we'll go to Netflix and figure it out. Don't you dare fucking play that. Oh, Community, I gotta play Community. Community, very funny, very funny. The Office, I'm basic. Friends, I'm basic. What do you want from me? Ooh, Arrow. Arrow's got to go on there. Um, Stranger Things. <laughs> so good. Um, here's the thing. I also do want to do more movie stuff. Like, I want to watch these movies and, like, give them a rating. These are just my top five that we're doing right now. But I might, in the future, just give give them, like, actual, like, rankings. Or not rankings, ratings. Like, five out of ten, two out of ten. You know what I mean? This is just a quick thing right now because I'm bored and I'm tired and I can't think of anything else. You know what I'm saying? I gotta yawn. We're talking about TV shows. TV shows. I'm looking through my my Netflix list. See if there's any TV shows that I'm missing. Here's the thing about 13 Reasons Why. It's not a good TV show. <laughs> so I'm not putting it on my list. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Alright. Go to Disney Plus now. HBO Max. Uh, uh, Netflix was a bust. On my list, I don't have one. Yeah, like, on my list for Disney Plus, is just, like, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Mandalorian, which, like, don't get me wrong, they're great. I don't think they're the greatest TV show of all time. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything on my list on Disney Plus. Let's check out HBO Max. HBO Max, I think, got some good shows. And then after HBO Max, we'll check out Hulu, but I don't really... I don't really use Hulu. I have it. I don't use it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Where's my list? Where's... Here it is. 
Alright. What's on my list? We're looking at TV shows. Just a lot of Batman TV shows. Which I don't think are... They're great. I don't know if they're like the greatest TV show of all time. Also, Newsroom! Newsroom is really good. It's like... Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Teen Titans. Mm, I don't think I can qualify Crashbox. I have Crashbox on my list. I don't think I can qualify it because it's a, like a variety game show type thing. So yeah, I don't think I can qualify Crashbox. But, bro, Newsroom has to be like maybe not number one, but really high up there. It's like, it's basically just a show about, it almost made me want to go into, like, journalism. Because it was really good. It's basically about, like, a, a newsroom. I don't know how else to describe it. It's about, like, a newsroom. And it's real good. It's real good. It's, it's real good. Oh, dude. And there's only 25 episodes, too. It's great. I think it... Mm, I don't want to say it's my number one. It's definitely top five. Easily top five. Okay, let's just narrow down this list. Community, right off the bat. I've only seen it once. So I can't... It's also... It's only good for a little bit. As soon as Troy leaves, it's bad. First season is bad. Fourth season, we don't talk about it. Second and third season, great. Fifth season, that's when Troy leaves. It's bad. Six, we don't talk about it. So I, I can't really say the community is great. Avatar, wonderful show. It might be top five. <laughs> Friends, I've also, I've only seen it one time through. It's a good show. It's great. Don't get me wrong, it's great. I don't know if I can put it in top five if I've only seen it one time through. Uh, Stranger Things, again, also a great show, but I've, Again, I've only seen it one time through per season. So, I don't know if I can put it... Also, season two wasn't my favorite. Season two is better than season one. I think season three was, like, the best season by far. But, like, you know what I mean. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., wonderful. I don't know if I can put it at number one. Because season five is a drag. I think season five is a drag. I think season one, peak. Amazing. Season 2, mm, so beautiful. Masterpiece. Season 2 is the best season. Easily. Season 3, great. It not A little bit worse than Season 2, but not bad. It's so good. Season 4, it's starting to dip a little bit. Season 5, not a fan. Not really a fan of Season 5. Season 6, I didn't like Season 6. I'm not going to... Season 6 was like, eh. It's all right. Season 7 came back up. Season 7 was good. So, I don't know if I can put Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 1. I think I have to put New Girl at number 1. Because <laughs> New Girl, I don't think there's a single episode that's, like, not funny. I don't think there's a single episode that I like. New Girl movie. <clears throat> also, I don't think it got canceled. I think they just decided to stop. But it's... Like, there's no, 
I think like every episode is funny. I th- there's I don't think there's a single episode that's not that doesn't make me laugh at least once. Like it's insanely good. It's funny. I hate Jess. Hate her. But it's very funny. It's a great show. I love everyone else except for Jess. Like I love Nick and Coach and Schmidt and Winston and Cece. Hate Jess. I don't like Jess. I, r- I really don't like Jess. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I think I think it has to be number one. Like I really. Also, it was gonna be called. No strings attached. No, that's a movie that she wrote. It was gonna be called Chicks and Dicks. <laughs> and then it was changed to New Girl. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. I like it. So. I think it's my number one. I think my number two. What do I have? Okay, I, I don't think it's Arrow because I think Arrow also falls off in some seasons. And Spectacular Spider-Man I haven't seen in a while, but it's a really good Spider-Man show. But also, like The Office, kind of falls off. All right, I think my number two. Number two is Newsroom because it's really good. My number three is Agents of Shield. My number four. That's another thing is that I don't. I feel like I watch more shows than that. Like this is it. This is all I watch for shows. I feel like I watch way more than this. Oh, I gotta turn my VPN on. I use a VPN. This isn't an ad. This isn't a sponsor. I use a VPN, so I can watch like British Netflix. Because British Netflix is so much better than here. Like, why would I ever? British Netflix has so much cool stuff. And so a lot of the shows that I watch are on British Netflix, not American Netflix. Yeah, here we go. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Totally forgot about that. Spider-Man Far From Home is on British Netflix? This is why it's so much better, bro. I told you, this is why it's better <laughs> yeah Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really funny um, see we have to like edit the list I'm telling you we gotta edit the list uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah, let me just tell let me just tell you right now Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really funny though Brooklyn is one of the, like with New Girl where I don't think there's an episode where I didn't laugh. Um, what else? What else? <laughs> there's so many shows that I start and never finish, so I feel bad. Oh, Edge of Seventeen is a good movie. I wouldn't say top five, so I don't need to change my list at all, but still very good.
I'm looking for shows and I'm not. Nothing is coming up, man. God. Oh my lord. Oh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is, uh, Teen Wolf's not bad. It's just not good either. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then Disney Plus and shit doesn't change. Actually, I feel like there's something that I'm missing on Disney Plus. But I don't, I don't know what. It's annoying though. Surely something on I like I don't remember if you I'm really tired guys. I don't care I'm gonna finish this for you. I feel like like Wizards of Waverly Boys this that can't be in my top five. That can't be what I'm missing out on, right? Like that can't be what I'm New Girl is on Disney Plus in the UK. You lucky fox. <laughs> New Girl is so good, guys. Please watch New Girl. I want to watch uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I want to watch that, too. Um, yeah, I keep fucking... Oh, my God. Why do I feel like there is something that I'm forgetting and I feel like I shouldn't be forgetting it, but I am, and now my arms asleep. Oh my god! Come on, man. Really? I don't. I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I should really. <sighs> Like an old show that I used to watch as a kid that stands the test of time. I don't know. I really don't know. Fuck. This is going to like, not haunt me, but I'm going to be thinking about this. God damn it, what is Come on What is it Was it something dumb like Wizards of Waverly Place? It couldn't have been. Because that's... I wouldn't put that on my top five. Would I? Am I that dumb to put it on my top five? <laughs> I don't know. I will just... I feel like I don't... I oh. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series. That's what I was forgetting. What did I miss? Civic Voice. Batman the Animated Series is my number four. Actually, it's my number five. Because it's a good show. 
Actually, I do have some shows on DVD, so let me go see what I have for them. Oh, recently I bought Game of Thrones. Haven't started watching it yet, but I don't know. I'm scared to. Anyway, my number four. Number four is Avatar: The Last Airbender. There you go. Here's my top five uh, movies: Breakfast Club, Scooby Doo Two, Marriage Story, Cat in the Hat, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Here's my top five favorite TV shows: New Girl. Newsroom, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Avatar The Last Airbender, <sighs> Batman The Animated Series. Very good, very funny, very good. Very funny, very good. Very funny, very good. Um, hmm. I feel like I should spend the last... Let me... I don't really want to spend my last, like... I'm almost done. Like, I'm tired now. I'm going for an hour 13. Jesus. Um, I don't know if I want to call it now. Or if I want to do something first. Yeah. Let's talk about Marriage Story. I have Marriage Story on DVD. The only way you can get it on DVD is through the Criterion Collection. Which is this thing that like takes movies and releases them with a ton of bonus features. And here's the bonus features for Marriage Story. Let me get it and show you. Where is it? Right here. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Marriage Story. Here's here's something you, you don't know about Marriage Story, because you've probably never seen Marriage Story. If you've never seen Marriage Story, you don't know this. But I just knocked my monitor. Great. But here's something about Marriage Story. The film opens with basically this couple is in... Oh, by the way, it's got Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Two amazing actors. Like, oh my god, dude. Adam Driver's so much more than just Kylo Ren. Like, he's so insane. He's so amazing. And, oh, he's such a great... This is a whole essay about the movie. I haven't actually read this essay, but um, I did just want to talk about um, the movie itself. So the movie starts with this couple in couples therapy. So they're writing letters about each other. I have the letters. I don't have the real letters, obviously, because this is a movie. But the Criterion Collection comes with copies of the letters, which is so cool. And so I would like to read them to you. Uh, but first, I would like to read the essay. If Okay. Here's just a quick thing. 
if you don't really care about marriage story and you don't plan on watching it, you don't have to listen to this anymore. You can just click off now. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a great time. Don't forget, eat a carrot, you know. But um, this is just this is I guess just for me because I do want to read the, the you know the essay and I do want to read these letters. So if you want to sit back, relax with me and hear about two people getting a divorce, cool. Stay, listen to the letters, listen to the essay, um, and then I'm gonna wrap up after I'm done anyway. So if you don't want to listen to this stuff, you don't have to stay. Totally don't have to. I, I understand this stuff can be boring if you've never seen the movie or if you just don't care. That's fine. There's You're not going to miss anything. I promise. As soon as I'm finished reading all these, I'm going to do my usual. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Eat a fucking carrot. And then I'm going to cut it. So if you, know, if you, if you don't want to listen to this, that's totally fine. I'll see you guys next time. I don't know when I'm going to film one of these again, but, you know, I'm a busy boy. But I'll find time in my schedule because I like doing this, you know. But you really won't be missing anything. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. But for those of you who are still here, let's start with the essay. <clears throat> it's a long ass essay. I don't know if I want to. We'll we'll skip around in the essay. I might not read the whole thing. But it's by Lynn Ullman, and it's titled "It Doesn't Add Up." And I'm, I'm just going to skip around because I like, I like just skipping around. I'll read this on my own time, but here we go. This is just a random passage in the essay. Ooh, excuse me. Here we go. There are no heroes and no villains. Not even the three lawyers, recalling the three witches in Macbeth, who make an even greater mess of an already messy situation, are villains. Everyone's just doing their best. The unraveling of a marriage has its own internal and relentless logic. I want to call out to Nicole and Charlie. People, you can fix this. Don't give up. But the collapse is imminent. Never mind how gently it unfolds. Divorce is a human calamity that none of us have the slightest idea how to deal with. There are no adequate social customs or rituals to resort to. What we're left with is loss, unspeakable loss. No one sends flowers, no one offers condolences. It's all terribly embarrassing and shameful and heartbreaking and scary. No one is dead exactly, but everything is broken. Everything is torn apart, split in half. What was shared will now be divided, except you can't divide a child. The math doesn't add up. What is a divorce? Wisely, the film offers no definitive answer to why this specific couple is breaking up. Answers to that question accumulate and shift. We, our, we are our stories, but for Nicole and Charlie, all the stories have been smashed to bits. Look at all the pieces. Here's a quote by the director. I show people who move and speak. That is my true subject, said the French filmmaker Eric Romer. The same can be said about Bombach and this unforgettable film about love and loss and the stories we tell. That was just a little bit of the essay. I don't really want to read the whole essay because it's kind of long. But I do want to read the letters now. So this is Nicole's letter that she wrote about Charlie. Nicole and Charlie are the two main characters. 
This is Nicole's letter that she wrote about Charlie. And I think the question is, uh, why do you love him or whatever? I might not be able to read her handwriting, so here we go. Charlie is undaunted. He never lets other people's opinion or any setbacks keep him from what he wants to do. Charlie eats like he's... Charlie eats like he's... <laughs> Charlie eats like he's trying to get it over with and like there won't be enough food for everyone. A sandwich is to be strangled while devoured, but he's incredibly neat, and I rely on him to keep things in order. He's energy conscious. He doesn't look in the mirror too often. He cries easily in movies. He's very self-sufficient. He can darn us... He can down... Huh? He can darn... He can darn a sock and cook himself dinner and iron a shirt. He rarely gets defeated, which I feel like I always do. Charlie takes all of my moods steadily. He doesn't give them in, give in to them or make me feel bad about them. He's a great dresser. He never looks embarrassing, which is hard for a man. He's very competitive. He loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like the tantrums, the waking up at night. It's almost annoying how much he likes it, but then it's mostly nice. He disappears into his own world. He and... Henry are alike that way. Henry is their son. Also, in the movie, when they're reading the letters, they're showing clips of them, their marriage and their happy marriage. And you're like, you so badly want them to stay together, but they don't. That's not the movie. He can tell people that they have found in their. He can tell people they have food in their teeth or on their face in a way that doesn't make them feel bad. Charlie is self-made. His parent. I only met them once. His parents, I only met them once, but he told me that there was a lot of alcohol and some violence in his childhood. He moved to New York from Indiana with no safety net, and now he's more a New Yorker than any New Yorker. He's brilliant at creative fan he's brilliant at creating family out of whoever is around. Something in the theater company, he cast a spell that made everyone feel included. No one, not even an intern, was su unimportant. He could remember all the inside notes, inside jokes. So Their handwriting is hard to read. He's extremely organized and thorough. He's very clear about what he wants, unlike me, who can't always tell. I fell in love with him two seconds after I saw him, and I'll never stop loving him, even though it doesn't make sense anymore. And then this is Charlie's letter about Nicole. Nicole makes people feel comfortable about even embarrassing things. She really listens when someone is talking. Sometimes she listens too much for too long. She's a good citizen. She always knows the right thing to do when it comes to difficult family shit. I get stuck in my ways and she knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. She's funny, and when she laughs, she totally loses control. She snorts. She cuts all her hair. She's always inexplicably brewing a cup of tea that she doesn't drink. And it's not easy for her to put away a sock or close a cabinet or to do a dish, but she tries for me. Nicole grew up in L.A. around editor, actors and directors and movies and TV, and is very close to her mother, Sandra, and Cassie, her sister. This world was totally alien to me at first, but now it feels like family to me, too. 
Nicole gives great presence. She is a mother who plays, really plays. She never steps off playing or says it's too much. And it must be too much most of the time. She's a great dancer, infectious. She makes me wish I could dance. She always says when she doesn't know something or wasn't read or hasn't read a book or seen a film or a play, whereas I fake it or say something like I haven't seen it in a while. She keeps the fridge overfull. No one is ever hungry in our house. She can drive a stick. She's amazing at opening jars because of her strong arms, which I've always found very sexy. She's competitive. She's brave. After that movie, All Over the Girl, she could have stayed in L.A. and been a movie star, but she gave that up to do theater with me in New York. My crazy ideas were her favorite thing to figure out how to execute. She's my favorite actress. That's going to be it for uh, this episode of the Two Carrots podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. And, um, you know, don't forget, eat a fucking carrot. Okay. Um, I've always wanted to do this. Uh, I'm going to record while I drive at night. Uh, it's currently 9.07. I'm driving right now. Uh, I don't... Don't worry. I don't have my microphone. I don't have my laptop. I don't have any of my usual s- setup. I just have my phone. Uh, it's on the stand. That's in my car. Uh, and I'm just driving. Because I feel like... I do a lot of thinking while I drive. And, you know, I'm also paying attention to the road. Don't get me wrong. Pay attention to the road, kids. Don't fucking, don't fucking crash. But, uh, yeah, I figured why not. Uh, I don't have my microphone, so this may sound shitty. I don't really care. This might not even be usable. But again, I'm not doing this so people can listen to it. I'm doing this so I can talk and get my thoughts out there. Right? Um, yeah, so... I don't know. I feel like, uh, I'm not eating anymore. I, uh, I don't really know why. I don't know what happened. Like, I, I, I was eating fine. I was doing fine. And then, um, I don't know. One day I woke up and I wasn't doing fine wasn't eating anymore. I don't know what the problem is. You know, I, um, and then I try and eat, and it's not good. Like, it doesn't, I get full fast, and then, you know, I can't even keep down what I eat because I, I just throw it up. I don't know. find myself 
falling into that state again. You know, that I'm not, I'm not taking care of myself. I feel like people look at depression and they think that it's just, oh, you're a little bit sad. And people feel bad for those people who think everyone, everyone deals with depression in different ways. And I get that. But everyone feels bad for the kid who has depression and he's, he's just sad or he's just, he doesn't know what to do. And if he feels sad, he cries a lot. And that sometimes is me. Yeah. But when I'm like really in it, I get bad, you know, I, I stay in bed all day, I, uh, I don't eat, I don't take care of myself, I get angry at everything and agitated, and then, uh, and then I feel like when I'm sad, I buy stuff to make me feel better, and it works until that thing no longer brings me joy. But you know, when I'm when I'm like this, when I'm in that pit, nothing makes me feel better. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't know. Like, I hate being in this pit because I hate it. I don't want people to pity me, but at the same time, I don't know, at the same time, it's like, I guess I just want someone to notice, and I want someone to help me out, but I can't, I can't get out of this with help, you know, like I, I need to do it on my own. I feel like I can't. You can't, you can't go through life expecting everyone to do everything for you. Because that's not life. That's, when you're a kid, you're told that you're the most important thing in the world and then you grow up and life kicks you in the ass and tells you that you don't matter not shit, right? I am one person in a sea full of people. What difference am I going to make? Am I even going to make a difference? And I don't think I want to make a difference. You know, like, I don't want to change the world. I just... I guess I just want to not be loved. I'm loved. I know that I'm loved. But I... I want... I don't want people to leave all the time. Because everyone says they won't. You know? Everyone says that they're here for me and they're not just going to leave. And then they do. And I hate that. You know, you 
promised me that we would be friends forever. And now we're not. And I, I'm guilty of that. You know? I've left people when I've promised I wouldn't. And I feel horrible for it. I'm a hypocrite. And I understand that. I guess I just have to believe that I'm still good, even though I'm really not. I've told people that I would be there forever, and that I would never leave them, and then I did. So what makes me different from everyone else? And you know, maybe it's, maybe it's learned, maybe I do it because I've been taught that. I've been taught that leaving is easier than standing it, facing it, fighting it. I don't know. I had a friend once tell me that forever is a long time for someone who doesn't want to stick around. And that's not the phrasing that she used. But it's the phrasing that I'm going to use. And I didn't understand what she meant until recently. When I was thinking about me I was thinking about life. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 years old and I've already lived through shit. Let's say I live to be 80. I have another 60 years. I can't do that. I can't do this for 60 years when the first 20 were horrible. You know, some of the worst years of my life. And I'm not even halfway through. And people will say like, oh, you're still young, you know? This, you'll forget about this, you're still young. Yeah, that's exactly my point. I'm still young and I've lived through so much. People say it gets better. I don't have proof of that. I don't I don't think anyone has proved to me that it gets better. What is what is better? I'll be happy? I don't even know what makes me happy now. You know, the things that once made me happy don't anymore. Now I'm only happy when I distract myself with other people. And I can't rely on other people anymore. I gotta be happy myself. I gotta be okay by myself. And it's hard. What, what do you do 
things that bring you joy no longer bring you joy? Where you just find new things? I'm a writer. I write movies. And I haven't written anything in months. Because I have no ideas. But I do have ideas. I have so many ideas, but they're small. They're not... They're just scenes. And then one scene doesn't match another scene, so I can't put them together. Because then it's an incomprehensible mess. And I don't want to do... person 
good intentions. I'm gonna back inside. And I'm stuck this time. I don't really know how to get out. probably barely hear me. You know, I might have to scrap all of this, which is totally fine. on my laptop I could play you the audio so you guys know what I'm talking about instead of just going off of my shitty rendition I'm in drive not in park not in park I'm in drive I'm such a dumbass too when it comes to driving All right, that's it. 